everybody. Here we are with another episode of Friends with Employee Benefits. And today we're joined by Rebecca Sarkozy, who is the Director of Interior Design at QAM Architects. And by the way, QAM resides right above our one digital office here in Farmington, Connecticut. And Rebecca's here to talk about um, this really important subject of how do we get people back into the office after COVID? How do we entice them to come here and to keep coming back and to spend more time in the office? And once they're here, can we design our office space in such a way that it helps them with stress, help them manage stress, help them be more engaged and help them be more productive and importantly, happy? If you want to combat the great resignation, you need to be focused on keeping your employees engaged and happy. So listen to this episode because it's chock full of great ideas for how you can do just that. So Rebecca, thanks for joining us. And just about everybody I talk to that's in a professional service or white collar industry, they're saying that their organization is moving now post COVID to a hybrid, you know, part time in the office, part time work at home model. And I'm just curious, is that what you're kind of hearing as well? Is that what you're seeing out there? It's a great question. So we actually have a lot of clients who have been back to work full time um, for a long time, actually. So a lot of our companies are um, different corporate companies, healthcare, we have educational facilities that we design, as well as municipal, so town halls, city mm. halls, um, senior community centers. So a lot of the um, clients that we deal with have been down during the pandemic when they had to be, but really find that the face-to-face interaction is really crucial um, for the different populations that they serve. We do have some clients that in some industry peers, um, some vendors we work with who have been more hybrid because they can do their jobs more from the road, from Zoom calls, from different remote platforms. Um, so we have experienced a little bit of that. Um, other design firms have been more of hybrid um, also and coming in with they need to be. Um, our firm upstairs, QAM Architecture, has been back to work full time for um, actually most of the pandemic. We weren't even out for a full year. Really? We were um, remote for at least six months. Um, most of us were working remote at the time. We adapted very quickly, but we found that coming into the office was better for the faster platforms for the different rendering capabilities, um, drafting, production work, as well as the interior finishes that we rely on our whole resource library for. Um, so definitely we've been more in person. Yeah. Because so, so speed of, of in, like internet speed and capability, you mean that, that, that was a lot, allows you work on some big programs. Exactly. Yeah. So some of the, um, the more rendered um, rendering programs require a lot of um, speed in the computers. Yeah. Not everybody was set up from home to do that successfully. Mm. Um, and we also had built in some extra stations when we had moved in about six years ago. So we were able to spread out in distance. We had the, um, luckily we had the ability to, to move people around a little bit to afford some more space. I'm having a flashback to the early days when Zoom, remember when like Zoom would get overloaded okay. yep. and you would have you all these glitches in it. Yeah. Hour. Yep. Yeah. I'm breaking into a sweat remembering those <laughs> early days of the pandemic. So, so, you know, with employees splitting in many instances, splitting their time between work and home, how's that changed the physical office space that you're designing? So the physical office spaces, um, we found we've been designing for clients with the open office floor plan for years, um, long before the pandemic, including our own office, um, including your office here. Um, that's driven by a lot of factors. So the premium of space, the cost savings, the open collaborative environments. Um, we find a lot of benefits to the open office. 
um, coming back now, we are challenged with uh, some different things that we're trying to accomplish in the office, which would be things like what we had for enclosed phone booth rooms for individual conversations um, and small group meeting rooms. We're looking for more of those. We're looking for them to achieve video capabilities, speaker mm -hmm. audio capabilities. We're asking more of those rooms and we're asking for more spaces like that. Um, so it's been a retrofit um, example. It's been an example of how to expand some of those choices for people. Um, because we are still doing some Zoom meetings and interviews and um, some virtual platform discussions, and we don't want to distract the people around us in yeah. an office. What about are some clients asking for literally more space between they are. workstations? Yeah. So some people have asked for that, as well as moving people into different um, small meeting rooms, spreading people out, really just taking over things like workspace cafes, um, different counters, different training rooms, and being really creative about how to spread those people out. Mm -hmm. um, so our traditional offices, I, I'm, I'm thinking about this a lot, but like, you know, in our offices, you know, we don't have, it's not like if you're in a leadership position, you've got a, an office with four walls. Mm -hmm. Are those old offices with four walls and a doors, are those the thing of the past? Are they going to become obsolete? It's a great question. So we talk about them being a thing of the past and getting people out into the works, um, open workspace and not having the hierarchy of the executive office mm. anymore, um, getting some more equity among the employees and also um, more connection, right? So people aren't behind a closed door. And what we've found throughout all of the open offices we've designed is that there is still a real need for some people to have that hard wall, that door um, to their space. So things like financial departments, HR departments, um, accounting. So some of those sensitive conversations, mm -hmm. as well as some of the upper management needing the ability to shut that door, have a private meeting, um, a one-on-one -on -one conversation that might be a little bit more sensitive in nature. Right. Otherwise, it's the huddle room model, Correct. right? That says, okay, if I have to have a private conversation, I go into, I book one of the one of the huddle rooms, yes. and that's how I get the privacy. Yeah, I I have to imagine that there are some uh, holdout professions or industries where like like. I don't know. I can't envision a lawyer, a high powered lawyer, you know, not having an office with right. a big mahogany desk yes. and all that stuff. So. so it is we do get the pushback about people being concerned about the noise, um, the exposure. They no longer have the privacy. They no longer have the space that they were used to. Um, so definitely some holdouts. Um, I will say that the open office tends to be quieter than you expect. You've probably experienced that here between the white noise solutions we can apply mm. and a lot of heads down work and headphones. People just tend to adapt to the space a little bit more, which was surprising to me, um, more of like a hushed library environment. So definitely less chaotic than people all are afraid of, um, less than they would expect. Um, I will say that the enclosed offices we design are typically less executive um, big mahogany desk or even like a wood veneer, they've come down in the level of finish. Um, people are a little bit more uh, mainstream with their requests typically. And again, not the huge offices that we used to see before. Uh, it's more about the privacy and maybe some room for like a small meeting with a couple of guests. So employers are becoming more aware of the impact of burnout and stress on their employees, Rebecca. And, and I'm wondering, what are some of the things you can do with the design of the office space to help combat that, if anything? Sure. Can, can you help with that in the design of, of the office? Yeah. I just came from a CEO this morning at one of our um, well-known furniture vendors about biophilic design, which is bringing nature into the office space, um, which is one small component of what we can do, especially now as people are more stressed coming into the offices. Um, as designers, we are tasked with so many things about the built environment, but certainly making people more comfortable, more productive, 
um, that those are definitely things that we can address um, that is part of our profession. This is a new challenge for us. Um, we know that people are coming from their home environments, a hybrid situation where um, even the most cobbled together workstations at home could be very comfortable in the sense that you can wear what you want, you have your coffee hmm. maker, you can adjust the temperature, you can adjust the lighting and all of that to some degree. Um, asking people to come from that level of adjustment and privacy and convenience really, um, it's a it's a big ask for us to make an environment that would lure them in. So that's certainly something that we can address through the environment. So the other part of that is the furniture solutions that we can provide in a built environment, which we don't have typically at home, things like your ergonomic desk chairs, your sit stand desks. Um, there are certainly things here in the office environment that could be more comfortable. Your physical uh, stress can relate to also mental stress and emotional Absolutely. stress as well. That's yeah. That's a great point. And for some people, just the division of coming into an office and separating it from work and home with that commute, which is good and bad, right? So people don't love their commute, but for some people it's a buffer. It, you know, represents a division of their home work life. And they're not feeling like they have to hop on that computer in their living room again for a couple more emails after dinner or something like that. So the physical separation can be a good thing and it, that can lower stress. Are you talking to more of your clients? Uh, are they kind of going to a pet friendly environment? Do you know? That's a good question as well. So we do have some clients that allow their pets to come in. I've done that with my own dog, Jameson, throughout. Um, a lot of people did acquire animals during the pandemic mm -hmm. and you know, they got used to having them around them. Um, it is definitely a stress relief. I'm glad you brought that up. So people working from home with their cat on their lap or their dog by their feet, um, certainly that's been proven to lower stress levels. And that's something that when we bring it into the office, I think people react really well to it. Mm. I just saw a thing on um, social media that somebody had a peacock on an airplane. <laughs> I guess that was their, that was their stress. Re dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Be beautiful animals though. Um, you know, when we moved into our office, it was right in the middle of COVID-19, you know that. Um, um, and maybe we can make that a whole other podcast episode, but we had to make some changes to the design due to the impact of the pandemic, um, like adding glass barriers between the cubicles. And we had already talked a little bit about that, but what have you uh, seen your customers implementing due to the current environment that we're in today? Often um, we've had requests for things like the physical barriers, whether it's a glass divider or more of like a fabric partition, um, aside from spacing people out, which people can't always do. Um, we have been asked to spread people out. We've been asked to outfit some of those rooms with more video capabilities, as I mentioned before, so that those individual phone booth style rooms can now act as a Zoom Teams kind of platform. Um, you can have the video, you can have some better lighting in there. People can come in and touch down easily to those spaces and actually work out of them. Um, I think we'll still see people taking interviews and remote meetings from video calls because it might save on the commute. It allows us to be places that we couldn't necessarily get to among other meetings. Um, so I think that's still going to be a really important part of the office mm. that people have asked us to implement. I think that'll continue to be important for them. What about like air filtration? Are people? I'm imagining people are more aware of and yes. talking more about air filtration and yes absolutely so air purifiers things yeah. like hand sanitizers trying to make them look intentional you know where do we put them how do we integrate them um, what placement makes sense but also down to you know a wall-mounted hand sanitizer can destroy that wall so we've had to be really creative about what that means to that wall finish that you didn't expect to mount this um it's kind of an eyesore to. too you absolutely. have to also be aesthetically you know absolutely and also, you don't want to be reminded, I think, of, of the fact that, yes. you know, we've just gone through this really stressful 24-month, mm -hmm. 26-month period. 
like I think sometimes we want to just get rid of all the the signs of that. We absolutely do. And I think trying to give people choices of places where they can work and to spread out because their behaviors um, have been influenced that they had choices at home, right? So people work at their kitchen counter or they work in a lounge chair and they were able to spread out and and choose really where they worked and where they produced different tasks. They might've moved throughout the house. They might've taken a call outside. Um, I think that will continue to be very important. And Mm -hmm. we started to do some of that before the pandemic, knowing that people could take a laptop to a cafe and something like that. Um, So those are the types of things that people, when they come back to the office, expect, and they really want those options. Just going back to the the how to alleviate stress Mm -hmm. question, uh, it occurred to me, are you seeing more and more of your clients um, put like uh, like game rooms or or pool tables or foosball tables yes. and stuff like that in we as are. well. We are so the whole open kitchen concept. Some of them have kegerators and beer taps and stuff like that. Um, things like elaborate coffee machines. People um, really want to lure their employees back and say, "How can I make it really appealing for them? What can I offer them here that they won't have at home?" Um, so certainly some of the fun elements, the pool tables, the foosball. Um, clients um, that we've had have asked to make those office environments more appealing, also a little bit more playful and fun, knowing that their staff members are there for so many hours of the day. Right, right. How to, how to make hard work fun. Exactly. Yeah. So just putting aside COVID for a little bit, so other than those things, like what what are a couple of really sort of unique and creative and fun sort of design uh, features you've been able to, to implement recently? So some of the changes that we've seen in some of the trends um, through furniture vendors, through some of the office um, interior design concepts, I think something that's really come out of this as well as um, from the whole mental health awareness uh, movement is um, you know, the development of places like wellness rooms, right? So wellness, quiet rooms, sometimes combined with things like lactation rooms where people can go make a phone call, but also have a quiet kind of heads down moment where they're away from everything. Um, I think that has been something that we've been asked for more. I think that's a great thing that we can introduce into a project in a fairly small footprint and for very little cost. Um, I think that awareness of people needing that kind of um, quiet space is really important. Uh, We are being requested to include that more often. Certainly some more heads down um, tablet armchairs or something like what we're sitting in, but more enclosed so that it's a little bit more quiet heads down. Uh, We've seen some furniture solutions like that where people might face out the window, they might get some daylighting, they might be kind of, you know, turn their back to the room and people might not even know they're there. So these quiet little enclaves where people can get away from everything and then, you know, rejoin that cafe open workspace when they're ready to or when they need to have a meeting. Um, Those are types of individual solutions that we've seen. And I think those are great things as well depending on the type of task that people are doing mm-hmm. um, and certainly making spaces just overall more welcoming and fun with those choices I think choices are such key um, elements to the whole design movement here and um, I had read this uh, comment recently about we have to do things to earn the commute which I think is so telling because people mm-hmm. are now getting in their car to come to the office and how do you sell them on that being a good idea when a lot of people are really comfortable working from home especially with the price of gas going up the way exactly. it is yes Sorry, I hate to mention that. <laughs> it's on everyone's mind. <laughs> I, I think that idea of earning, you know, earning the commute, which you mentioned is really, uh, I hadn't thought of it that way, but it's really a good point. But why else would an employer even contemplate, you know, making the investment in their workspace? Are there other benefits to that? And, and also second question of that is, does it have to be a big 
you know, huge investment either. Sure. So I think employers can make small investments. I think they can do um, small edits to make the workspace a little bit more appealing for their staff members. But I think it's really something that employees are going to be asking for. They're going to be demanding it. I think right now we're seeing a lot of movement within different fields, different hiring, different um, lateral moves among different industry peers. And people really are requesting not only the need to work hybrid or the desire to work remote, at least part-time, it's really something that's in their control and their power. They have the leverage as people that are interviewing among different positions right now. I think it would be a loss if employers didn't address the situation and didn't make different, uh, take different steps to update their offices to make it a little bit more appealing. I think they'll see that it really affects their uh, staff retention. It'll affect who they get coming in for different interviews, as well as who actually makes the choice to come work with them. We, we talk a lot these days about the great resignation, all those things you mentioned, people making career changes and uh, people have been reevaluating their lives throughout this pandemic. And uh, so, right, a, a lot of employers don't really think of the physical space as being as impacting retention and turnover, but it absolutely does, probably more than ever now. It does. And I think when they see examples like your office or some of the more developed offices that give people those choices, I think they can see them and react to them and say, wow, like this is a great space where people want to come into the office. They want to stay here. They want to gather for lunch. They're not trying to leave every minute that they can. Mm -hmm. um, so I think by showing people different examples or touring them through spaces, I think it kind of um, it dawns on them that this is really important. We spend so much time in the office and I think they'll realize that it's worth, worth the investment. I mean, and we actually find it that like this, this space is a recruiting tool as yes, well. When we have right. candidates come in and they take a look at this, this environment, they're wowed by it. And, uh, you know, perfect. we're competing for talent these days. So every edge that you could get matters. So true. Yeah. You know, and on top of it being a, like a, a recruiting and retention for employees, you can also use a really creative and and uh, and welcoming office environment to for your customers. You can invite your customers in to use the space. Uh, that could help them do some recruiting or with with their uh, with their efforts in terms of whatever business they're running. So uh, I, I think you can you have to think beyond. It might be helpful to think beyond just your own business and your own employees, but how you can help your customers with your space. Is that, does that make sense? Are you seeing that? We've had the request too to host different events. Um, so we have a customer right now, a new corporate client where they typically would host different events and wine tastings and big meetings in restaurants and in hotel rooms and, um, different venues like that. Um, and now they're asking us to design their cafe space at such a higher level of finish that they could actually host their events right in their office. Use mm. that as a sales tool to show their their clients how they actually work, how their staff actually functions and works. And we've done the same in our office where we've had different events, industry-wide events, different meetings. We've held some different functions there. Um, again, with the idea that it would be great exposure for us mm -hmm. um, to retain, uh, to find some new talent, um, but also to host those meetings in our own office. Rebecca, what else have we missed? What other sort of unique creative things that, that are, are you sort of, uh, what, what are the other trends that we didn't talk about yet today in office design? I think we covered a lot. I think the biggest thing is really giving people the choices and also understanding that if somebody takes a phone call outside on a lunch table um, or takes a meeting outside or, you know, takes a, an informal meeting in the cafe and a banquet or booth type seating that they're still working. I think employers recognize that people can do their work in different settings. Mm. And just because they're not heads down at their desk, their individual desk, they can still be really productive. And it's 
better for everybody. I think it's more productive. I think it leads to more collaborative efforts and I think it's a better solution. Um, so I do think that'll continue to be important to give people those choices. Well, yeah, I mean, you mentioned you could be more productive if you can actually, you know, move from one spot to another and take that two minute break and breather and then just refocus, right? Rather than think, oh, I need to sit here in this one spot for two hours. Exactly. Uh, you know, we humans can't focus for yes. that that long on one task, mm -hmm. right? And we started off doing a lot of the sit-stand desks earlier before the pandemic, and that's still important, but also mm -hmm. taking that a step further and giving people options throughout the office floor plan, that's become even more important. Yeah, I think at some point we'll all have little treadmills at our workstation where we, we, can, we can get the steps. Yeah, you're, you've actually implemented <laughs> that. One of those. Yeah. Um, so yes, there is a furniture vendor that's had that for a while, and people found that it was really good for things like slow... Um, a slow walking pace when you're taking a phone call or something yeah. like that. So some offices do have one that people will sign out and just use, you know, off to the side. Yeah. I like to pace when I'm talking yes, on the phone yep. and uh, yeah, if you could do that in one spot, yep. that's all the better. All right. Listen, before we go, we always end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. We want our listeners to get to know you a little bit better, Rebecca. So are you open to that? I guess so. Okay. <laughs> uh, drink of choice in the morning. Coffee. Okay. I thought you were going to say Bloody Mary, but uh, uh, we, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, we don't judge here. Uh, favorite food? Wow. Um, truffles. Last thing you watched on TV? Ridiculousness. <laughs> Ridiculousness? Yes. MTV, uh, Rob Dyrdek. Oh, hmm. I'll have to check that out. Very first job? Uh, babysitting, but then a community drugstore. And finally, our theme at One Digital this year is all in. So how do you plan to be all in professionally or personally this year? I think part of being a good designer and being responsive to um, different, not just trends, but the realities of what this all means to come back to work. And even before then, like how it is, you know, what it means to design a good project. I think it's really about listening and witnessing how people act and behave and really just observing a lot and seeing what would actually help them be the most productive and efficient. Mm, I think we could all learn to listen more and, yes. and talk less. I love that. Thanks again, Rebecca. It's been great chatting with you. And uh, thanks to everybody tuning in. We always appreci appreciate your listenership. Uh, this has been another great episode of Friends with Employee Benefits. <laughs>